0: Welcome, this is Soul Talks with Bill and Christy Galtier. I'm Bill. And
1: I'm Christy. We're psychotherapists, spiritual directors, and the founders of Soul
0: Shepherding. On soulshepherding.org, you can find a treasure store of resources for your spiritual and emotional health and fruitful ministry to others. Most of these resources are free. You'll also find our books that you can purchase for your devotional life, a small group, or as a gift for a friend.
1: We're so glad you've joined us for another conversation on life love, and leadership with Jesus.
0: Christy, we're just back from Grass Valley, California, where we are with our good friends Ron and Kim Thompson, pastors of Twin Cities Church there. we had a great few days there with the people of Twin Cities.
1: It was really a blessing to be a part of the body of Christ there, to hear from the people at Twin Cities. It's fun, yesterday after we were teaching the staff about the Enneagram, one of the woman came up to me and she said i've been listening to your podcasts she says i lead a group of young couples and we have so appreciated just learning from listening to you and Bill talk to each other and seeing the love in your marriage because none of us experienced that in our parents' marriages and so i was just praising god for that opportunity that he has using the blessing that he's given us in our marriage to nurture, and give vision to other young couples.
0: That's so fun for us. You know, as we talk about life, love, and leadership with Jesus, to do that in the context of our relationship and the soul talks that we have and the ways that God has helped us learn how to listen to each other with empathy and affirm each other, it's a very encouraging. It is. You know, Jesus sent the disciples out in pairs, as I like to say, and I'm so glad he paired me with you.
1: <laughs> well, thank you. And I'm certainly glad to be paired with you, honey.
0: Yeah. So today we're going to be talking about nurturing your marriage to bless your children. And actually just today I was talking with a pastor friend of mine and his daughter is going to be getting married soon. And he was telling me about just a very precious letter that he and his wife received from their daughter, thanking them for their marriage and how they have just really loved each other, cared for each other, been tender and gracious with each other and they've put priority on their marriage. And she's seen that throughout her life. And it's just really uh, nurtured her soul and her development and taught her so much about relationships. And she feels like she's really, you know, prepared now. She's got something to bring into her new marriage.
1: Wow, that's so neat. I'm so glad she took the time to affirm her parents for that. I know this couple and I've seen their marriage and I've also appreciated that about them respected them for that.
0: Yeah, you know, I love Psalm 127. is a great psalm that the Israelites used to sing together as they would walk in caravans from their hometown to Jerusalem, one of the pilgrim psalms. And it's a psalm that celebrates family. First verses are really famous. Unless the Lord builds the house, its builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchmen stand guard in vain. In vain you rise up early and stay up late, toiling for food to eat. For the Lord grants sleep to those he loves. Children are a heritage from the Lord. They are a reward from him. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior, so are sons and daughters born in one's youth. Blessed are the man and woman whose quiver is full of them. They will not be put to shame when they contend with their enemies at the gate. And so that first verse is famous about the Lord building the house, but the rest of it we might not know as well, and we might miss the fact that, you know, the Lord is talking to us about family and about children, and he's putting it in the context of a particular kind of family, a spiritual family, a family that rests in the Lord, that trusts the Lord, where there is intimacy And this sense of closeness and uh, relationality and nurture and so forth. And so when there's a marriage like this, where we trust the Lord together and the children are raised in that, that's where there's a great blessing. And these kids will uh, find security and will not be put to shame in the challenges of life.
1: I love that God gives us that vision. And that certainly was helpful to us when our... Quiver was full of <laughs> three little kids and under the age of five.
0: Yeah, we needed to point those kids like arrows, right? That's yeah. what the psalmist is saying there is that you want to point your children towards a great purpose in life.
1: That's right.
0: Which, of course, is loving and honoring the Lord Jesus Christ and living for Him and all that we do. So we had a, a question that came this week. You know, you might wonder, you know, how do we decide what to talk about in Soul Talks and uh, we've said that, well, basically it comes out of our conversations that we're already having in our daily life because we live a soul talks kind of life. And we love to share with each other the things that we're feeling, the, the ways that we sense God speaking to us and questions that we have. And that's just how we live our life. Uh, the other thing we do, though, is we, we listen to you, our listeners. And so we get emails and all sorts of communications from our listening audience. And we want to share a question that our friends Kevin and Joy in San Diego, asked that we talk about on Soul Talks and really thankful for them. They're parents with two young children and they listen in each week to Soul Talks and, and then they like to talk with each other afterwards about, you know, sort of the feelings that come up for them and what they're learning and how they're sensing God's presence through listening to us
1: I love that I, I would love for soul talks to spurn off other soul talks for couples that's great
0: yeah and if, especially young couples yeah. you know we have a heart for the younger husband and wife who are trying to get their marriage going and caring for small children and those those years and so that's where Kevin and Joy are coming from and they're saying to us so Bill and Christy how did you care for your marriage when you had young children we find that the responsibilities of parenting our kids make it hard for us to spend quality time together as a couple. Also, our intimacy with God suffers. You know, I think that anyone who is a young parent or has been would be like, oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I I know how that feels.
1: Yeah, and I remember feeling guilty about that when our kids were young, and I would compare myself to... Some of the other moms at church and I would feel like, oh, you know, they're closer to God or they're doing a better job of managing the priorities. I'm Mm -hmm. failing or, you know, oh, their kids always look so perfect Mm. or they always look so perfect. And I would compare myself in the areas that were maybe I was letting suffer because I was intentionally putting priority on quality time, connecting with God, with you and with our kids rather than some of the things that show and look good.
0: Yeah, I just really feel for young parents because, you know, as Christians, you want to, you know, any parent, you know, wants to raise your kids in a loving way and just Mm -hmm. do the best you can for them. You want to give them all the good stuff that you received. Hopefully you received and look back with um, appreciation over the good things that you received from your parents. And then where there was some disappointment or some hurt and you didn't receive good things, you you want to do better. Yes. But kids don't come with a parenting manual.
1: No, they don't. And you know the responsibility when you have children sometimes can be overwhelming. I know I felt that. and so it's it was easy to get out of perspective and to to get kind of tunnel focused as this is the most important thing, or you're as you're giving so much and you love your child so much, it's easy to almost start to think of them as the treasure
0: mm-hmm. and
1: lose that sense of no, really, Jesus is the true treasure. And then my spouse is the treasure. And my kids are a treasure too, but not to just make them primary because they need so much. They're so, you know, the the investment there and the love there and the connection and the bonding there uh, is such a part of your hourly <laughs> life.
0: Yeah. Our kids are so precious and needy. Mm-hmm. And so it's easy to really make them into idols. Yeah. We just focus our whole life around them. Mm-hmm. And that's not a good thing. It's actually not a good thing for the children.
1: Yeah. No, it's not. It's easy to also kind of project our own ego needs onto them and how, how we're parenting them and how we're meeting their needs in order to feel good about ourselves.
0: No, uh, Say same, same more about that, the, the ego needs.
1: Yeah, well, I might be overly invested in my sense of how I feel about myself based on what kind of a mother I am, how I feel ah, about mm-hmm. the mothering I'm doing or how my kids are growing and how they look. And I can get ego invested in that, like they're an advertisement of my competence or
0: Right. Kind of we think they're a reflection mm-hmm. of us. Yes. So if our child misbehaves and right. that makes me look bad as a parent, or if they're not following Jesus or don't seem to be following mm-hmm. Jesus in a good way, then, gee, maybe I've done something wrong. Mm-hmm. Or even you know, when your children are little, just when they ha- maybe have a tantrum or they're, they're crying. Mm-hmm. And then you're, I remember looking around like, gee, somebody's gonna think I've been abusing my child, you know, because mm-hmm. they're so upset at me. Right.
1: Yeah, there's so many temptations towards distraction and preoccupation and then also just the exhaustion of it. I can remember just being so tired. I didn't have energy for anything else. And if I tried to sit down to read the Bible, I was going to fall asleep. Mm -hmm. And I can remember you falling asleep listening to me (laughs) because you just didn't have anything left. And that's how it is. Sometimes you just think, oh, if I could just make it till I hit the bed.
0: (laughs) Yeah, the kids need so much in those years, and we just really want to care for them and guide them. There's so much to, to teach them, and just the schedule of when they're small, changing of diapers and dealing with nap times and, you know, getting them the food that they need. And, you know, as they grow up, it just things get added onto that. The needs change, but there's... You know, they get older than their homework and taking them to practices and it just can be so consuming.
1: Yeah, it really can. And I'm really thankful, honey, as I reflect on those years and I think, well, what did help me to put priority on my relationship with God and you? And I think definitely being a part of a church, a, a Christian community mm-hmm. where I could see that, you know, from others and. Could be encouraged in that i'm reminded of that being able to have a community to care for our kids on sunday morning and wednesday nights for us to be able to put them there in in the nursery in awana's and to take some time to be fed spiritually ourselves to worship the lord that was a gift that was important for yeah and me. to be with
0: other couples who had small children and to talk with each other pray for each other
1: and to be receiving prayer you know i know my parents and grandparents were praying for and I had a prayer partner, you know, and praying for us in our marriage and our and my relationship with God and the boundaries and all that. And we would learn from other couples and older couples too. We would seek mm-hmm. them out. We would ask them this very kind of question, doing just what Kevin and Joy are doing, learning from those who have been there. And that was very helpful.
0: Yeah. And so there were times that we could just feel really tired and drained and you know, we're not getting enough sleep and you're Carrying the just the load of responsibility and just can be really crushing. Yeah, and I remember for you because you were working part time as a mm-hmm. psychotherapist, and so that was really a challenge balancing your career with the kids.
1: And even more so for you working full time, being the primary provider. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, being a part of a MOPS group was helpful, and I can remember hearing things from a speaker like, you know, James Dobson says the two places not to skimp on your budget are babysitters and lingerie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, just, just getting encouragement for, oh, our marriage is important. It really is. And so we would spend to get a babysitter. We were blessed to have, you know, my mom who would care for our kids, for us, and we would ask, and we would be intentional to get time ourselves. Well, and you
0: really yeah. helped me in thinking through how we use those times, mm-hmm. you know, the natural way to think about, okay, you know, finally we've got a date night is, well, you know, let's go to a movie together and, and let's have fun. And that's, that's a good thing to do. And sometimes we need to just do something fun, go, go to a show or uh, some event that will make us laugh or, you know, we'll just enjoy a, a special time together. But there's even a, there's another need that's actually more important that you really helped us stay oriented on in those years.
1: Well, that was because I really needed the connection with you and the quality time with you. And so I would be pretty intentional to say, let's just go for a walk during our date and connect with each other and share what's going on in our souls and share, you know, what's God teaching you. And so I would share, because one of the things I would do is I would listen to the radio, you know, when I was having a break, you know, or making a meal, I would listen to sermons. God would speak into my heart and and then I would share with you what I was learning. And I'd ask you about your days at work and you worked at a church and, you know, what you were experiencing there, your own devotional times, what you were growing. And then we would read devotional books together, too. We still do that and and talk about that together. We'd, We'd talk about what we were learning, you know, in church and our own devotional reading.
0: Well, in all these things, you leaned into me and my heart and our relationship and uh, in your own heart and being vulnerable with me and attending to our relationship. And I'm so glad for, you know, very early in our marriage, we went to a marriage seminar that Gary Smalley did. And mm-hmm. he said, you know, the wife is the built in marriage manual. And at first I was kind of offended and thought, well, oh, wait a minute, I'm a psychologist. What do you? you know, I got a PhD here. And then as I thought about it, you know, Christy is actually very gifted with feelings and relationships. And a lot of times women are more gifted that way. Now, sometimes it's, you know, probably one out of four cases that, you know, the man is the one that's more, more sensitive, more relationally attuned. But certainly in our case, he was speaking right to me and I was like, yeah, I, you know, Lord help me to, to really listen to Christy's wisdom for our relationship. And so I was so thankful to be able to Uh, develop that pattern early on of following your lead when you would say, you know, I think we we just need some time to talk and really be together and go, Oh yeah, that would be more valuable than a a movie tonight. We can have fun another time, but let's just check in, you know, how are you and what's, what's going on. And
1: thanks for being so responsive to my asking for that and leading with that. I, I was intentional about our marriage and keeping that priority. I mean, even little things like when I set the table, I would sit you and I next to each other and then, a child on one side of you and on the other side of me, but not between us because I didn't want the kids to come between us. Or, you know, even when we would, I would keep a pair. I would be, we would be affectionate in front of the kids, you know, appropriately mm-hmm. with holding hands or sitting next to each other and uh, showing our love for each other to our kids. Cause I wanted them to see that our marriage was really important. You know, I was functioning off of that advice. I'd heard the best way you can love your children is to love their father And, you know, for you to love their mother. And that's
0: so important. Kids grow up in the context of a marriage. That's Mm -hmm. God's best plan, guest purposes. Now, sometimes, you know, there's divorces and we need to just do the best we can with recovering that. And we have some single parents that are listening to us and you can still be great, loving parents and raise healthy children. But in the ideal situation, we've got a, a marriage relationship here and the kids learn so much and find so much security and care and and nurture just in the context of there being a a relationship there of trust and respect and intimacy and uh, communication and empathy. And because now they're absorbing this and then the, the security and the comfort comes to them through us together.
1: Yeah. Well, and we had received it from our parents and seeing the strength of their marriage. You know, my Parents would set boundaries to take time alone together when I was a kid, and I, I learned that from them. To yeah, do that. so we
0: would say to our kids, you know, you know, mom and dad need to have some time together to talk, and mm-hmm. you know, sometimes we'd go in our room and close the door. I mean, you can't do that with an infant, obviously, but uh, we even occasionally we would have them, you know, watch a really uh, safe, family friendly movie. We didn't do a, a lot of that, but sometimes it's just so that we could talk. Mm-hmm. You know
1: making use of their nap times on Sundays were always a real connection time for you and
0: I And it it's such a temptation to then, you know, get all your work done right. You know, there's all all this work that you need to catch up on. And so you tend to do that during the nap time. It's like, well, you yeah, know, I mean, sometimes you need to do that, but it's really best to put priority, yeah, on your soul and the soul of your marriage.
1: it is. I think the other thing, too, honey, was asking you for help in the parenting and involving you with the kids. So I wasn't trying to do it all and then didn't have anything left for you relationally. And that helped too, where we were both really involved in parenting our kids together. But then we also had a relationship apart from that. I, I never called you dad, you know, to the kids. Our role as father and mother didn't take over mm-hmm. our role as husband and wife and as lovers and friends.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm so thankful for that. And what I learned from that marriage seminar and what the the built-in marriage manual idea was that you were helping to articulate not only what you needed, it wasn't just about, well, I need to be a better husband to you or a better father to our kids. It was, no, you were articulating what I needed too. Mm. You're just quicker to to see that and to feel that maybe.
1: Well, so grateful that you were able to see my good intentions in that. Yeah, and then to
0: see our kids benefit from that. And you did the same thing for the kids. You would speak up on their behalf and Mm -hmm. say things like, you know, Bill, I think that, you know, you know, this child is really needing some attention from you or gee, you know, you've been busy lately. Can you really spend some time with the kids? And, you know, I didn't receive that as nagging or as criticism. I received that as, Oh yeah, you're reminding me of my value, my priority Mm -hmm. here. And that was so helpful to me because, again, you know, you're more tuned into the relationships and and the feelings. And I want to be. And so I'm letting you help me with that.
1: Thank you for your humility in that, Bill. And, I, you know, I think the other thing that we need to let people know, our listeners know, is that, you know, there's a cost to this. We've been criticized for being so lovey-dovey or putting... Such priority on our marriage, and we've also suffered socially because we haven't maybe been as connected friends-wise as we could have been. Because we did put boundaries there too, to really put priority on our relationship with Christ and with each other, and then you know, pouring into developing our kids emotionally and spiritually. And so, we, you know, we did suffer relationally in the community, and we were criticized and and, and judged and misunderstood sometimes for that, and, and still are sometimes.
0: Yeah, it's just so many opportunities, so many challenges, uh, so many different priorities, but it really comes down to, well, we want to really put time and energy into into our relationship with the Lord and, Mm -hmm. and then into our marriage and then through that into our kids. And wow, it really helps them to flourish and grow up and develop in godly ways.
1: Yeah. Well, let me pray for our listeners. Jesus, thank you. You are so loving and you teach and train us. to love well those you've put in our lives. I do pray for the young couples that you would guide them in what they say yes to and what they say no to, and that you would guide them in putting priority on relationship with you and receiving your love deeper into their soul, and then overflowing that in their marriage and pursuing intentional times of conversation and connection and really willing good for their spouse. And also, Lord, that their marriages would overflow in love for their Mm -hmm. children since their children would see and receive your love through that. Thank you that you're active in their lives, that they're seeking to participate with you in your love. And I pray that you would bless these young families, inform them more and more in your love and likeness for your glory and light to shine brightly in this world.
0: Amen. We hope you've been blessed by this episode of Soul Talks with Bill and Christy Galtier.
1: You'll find all our podcasts on soulshepherding.org. And while you're there, we hope you'll have fun discovering our other free resources to bless your soul and ministry.
0: On Facebook, you can receive a daily encouraging word or prayer from me. Just friend Bill Galtier or follow Soul Shepherding.
1: Until next time, let's keep in conversation with Christ.